Hello everyone, this is Tim. Welcome to the Connison Thought Factory. And I am on, of course, the most democratic podcasting platform in existence, Anchor. And I thank you for sharing your time with me. And I ask that if you want to support me or this podcast, any ideas and thoughts, help me to continue to share these thoughts to eat and have a place to stay so that I can bring you these thoughts. You can give a direct donation or you can become a sponsor. Okay. Now, I was looking on my shelf for whose ideas do I share next? Whose thoughts do I share next? And if you're new to the podcast, what I do is I share the thoughts of someone I like and admire And then I share my thoughts on that. So we just keep making thoughts and creating thoughts. And hopefully this will help us build up our brain. This will help us to make better decisions. This will help us in these trying times. And even if the times weren't trying, the best societies are the ones that are expanding mentally. Okay. And there's a small book I pulled off my shelf. And I think we're going to need this book because it's starting to look like our stimulus package won't come in time. We should have gotten it months ago. We should be on a we should have gotten this stimulus package in the summer because I think we got no, we got one in the summer. This one should have been for the fall. We should have gotten another one for the winter and then the spring 2021 and every quarter going forward. For at least the next five years. But this one is two seasons late. And people are already getting desperate. So I figured this book would be good. The 100 Steps Necessary for Survival in America for People of Color. Sam Chekwa. Okay. Really tiny book. But has some really good advice in it. Some really good things. I'm just going to read from it. I'm going to read just from right from the beginning. And um, <clears throat> you'll see why this book is powerful. And you'll see why we may need it. And let me see when he wrote this book. 1998. So, but like we know. A lot of things for black people have not changed, not only since 1998, but since 1898 or 1798. So let's get into it. Find every possible reason to get out of bed and challenge the new day. When asked, successful people readily testify to the discipline of rising from bed with exuberant determination for every single morning. They do this because they know that success is out there in the world, waiting for them. At the same time, they know that success will never come looking for them. That is to say, that success will never come knocking on their doors. It's an old saying. The lesson is this. We must dramatically seek out our own success. We must go to the mountain of success and scale scale its lofty plateaus. In order to claim all that we justly earn, successful individuals all cultivate this idea that there is always a price paid for the greatest of success. 
Upon arrival from Europe, I discovered a man who would stand by 96th Street and beg for change every morning. From my own cultural point of view, I wondered what would happen if this man decided to channel all that energy into something more constructive. After some time, I struck up a conversation with him and discovered that he suffered from APOS, a personal abandonment syndrome, a terrible case of self-dehumanization. As such, he felt as though he were a helpless victim. This is a weird thing that goes on, though, but we're going to deal with it. This victimization thing. Many of our youths suspend their individual and God-given power, replacing their own reliance with the thought of an almighty big brother who will take care of their own, all their needs like this man they feel as though they are powerless victims of society. This is actually one of the... I'm glad we read this. Um, somehow, they have abandoned or just plain forgotten their long painful ancestral struggles for freedom and justice. Yes. They have forgotten that every step taken upon this ancestral path has been bitter and full of bloody sacrifice. All toward the attainment of one goal, one mighty goal indeed, that goal of self-sufficiency, that one simple yet precious goal awakens the ability of each of us to stand on our own. As free-thinking, self-made individuals, when we stand proud and on our own, we fulfill the dauntless dream of the countless ages which have come before us. We are the future realized. We are the dream. I ask you, can you abandon that dream? My friend on 96th Street still believes that nobody cares about his drive and his ability. So instead, he chooses to beg for change every single morning. He has ignored his past and has made himself blind to all possible futures. He has made himself a victim. Sadly, he has sacrificed himself to his own fears. Eight years to the day when I met him, he still serves his jail sentence on the 96th block. Now I ask you, my brother and my sister, when you wake up in the morning, what would you choose to do? This is a very crucial thing here because first we have to understand that this, this guy, Chekwa, he's coming from Europe. Um, and I believe he's black, which means he was probably taken from the Caribbean or Africa. He ran from the Caribbean, Africa, or his parents fleed there to Europe. He fleed Europe to America. Black people in the United States don't have the power to kid just flee like this. And this is one weird thing that African people who come here, who aren't descendants of enslaved people, they don't really get that we can't just flee. Like, you fleed here because your country was falling apart. You flee here because there's unrest in Nigeria. You flee here because Ghana doesn't have as much. You flee here because uh, there's a drought in Somalia. You flee here or to Europe. If we flee the United States, where are we going to go? To Somalia? To Nigeria? To Ghana? It doesn't make sense. So that's one thing you have to deal with. But he does give some good advice. Um... One, when you wake up out of bed, 
wake up and get out of bed in the morning, you do have to have a certain amount of energy. If you have a bed, you might be in a tent city, you might live in your car. And the reason you should have energy is because he is right. One, your ancestors did fight for freedom. And I'm not so sure if they fought for self-sufficiency. We we had self-sufficiency. Even slaves had the slave quarters, which was self-sufficient. So we never fought for self-sufficiency. We fought for freedom and justice. So you have the fight in you. And if you didn't have the fight in you, you'd be dead. You know how I know this is because any other ethnic group that even gets a taste of what black Americans go through, they lose their minds. They either get guns and they go attack somebody or they kill themselves. Okay, so that he's right about. And it's good sometimes you you read people and you like them because you can take parts and leave parts. Some of the things that he's come with, with Chekwa's coming from, it's a miss. He's misunderstanding some things. There's some things he's not aware of. Now, you are a victim. Black Americans are victimized. We are victims of terror. We are victims of a system that is trying to destroy us. I always tell people, there are people in this society who go to work every day, clock in, and their whole job is to destroy black people. A lot of times it's black men, but if you destroy the men, you're destroying everyone else because everyone else gets sucked in. That's their whole job from nine to five. And they go home, they eat dinner, and they think about what they're going to do when they come back at nine the next morning. That's real. Now, just because you're a victim, he's right. It doesn't mean that you have to um, completely give up. You have to fight back. But... You must realize that someone is attacking you. Someone is brutalizing you. If someone beat up Sam Chekwa and took his wallet. And he said, hey, somebody took my wallet. And somebody told him, ah, you're just being a victim. He would say, well, you're crazy. Of course I'm a victim. They took my wallet. So we have that. Um, so, yeah, you are victims, but you should fight the systems back. He doesn't mention that, but I believe that's what he's he's hinting at when he says your ancestors fought with blood. And and we have a lot of blood in the soil of this country. As large as this country is, we got blood everywhere. So that is good. There's a black elitism. And a lot of us have it. I know black Americans who have this same thing with the guy on the corner. Is considered a bum. But wait a minute. The guy on the corner gets up every morning too, and he comes on the corner and he'll ask, maybe he'll sing, maybe he'll give you a story. That's work. Remember, work is the expending of energy. It's not a job. And this is the thing that's going to screw us up in the 21st century, especially with black people. They can't seem to grasp this concept. Work is the output you put, not the job and the paycheck you get. So there are black people who is not as many because of the pandemic who go to work every day and do a simple menial task and get a lot of money or they get a paycheck. It could be large. It could be small. Then there are people who produce a lot of work or 
work or work that could be beneficial. So, for example, I'll tell you. I produce screenplays, podcasts, classes, educational classes. I just started getting paid for my classes because I found a platform that the people actually take it. Most of the people are out of the country. Um, and 90% of the people who have taken my classes, and I've only started doing it in the last two or three months, um, they're not black Americans. Great classes. Um, I produce all of that. Now, I don't get paid a lot, but I produce this. In the meantime, all the classes I produced um, are not being used by people who have no schools for their children. Um, the screenplays are, are not being used by producers who are trying to make short films and series. And some of the things I see people, independent people producing in the in the black cinema, some of it is garbage. I, I don't think they're using scripts at all. Um, I write songs. Some of the stuff, you know some of the songs are garbage. Although this year... A lot of good songs have been coming out, so I am happy about that. I don't do the songs as much. Because what I do is I try to produce when I see a lot of garbage being produced so that there's something else, there's an option for people. Now, people would look at us and say, well, there's a guy who goes to job, goes to work every day. He gets a paycheck. He doesn't produce much for the community. He expends energy, yes. And then there's Tim who produces this. And then there's the guy who goes on the corner. Now, the guy who goes on the corner, he does just as much work as the guy who goes into the office or the guy who cleans the floors or whatever you say may happen. And usually when it's black people, he didn't say it was a black man, but usually it's black men are usually the ones on the corners. Um, usually when it's black people, they're going to be doing a menial task, not because we're menial. But because in white institutions, after integration, that's all they left for us to do, for the most part. A few blacks got some high positions, and the rest of us, who was actually able to secure us some work, it's going to be menial tasks. There's no in-between for us, or very little. So, we have to stop dogging these, the guy on the corner, the homeless guy begging for, for a change, because... And this whole idea of handout, everybody gets handouts. The banks got handouts in 2008. Now, I would be interested to see what Sam Chekwa believes now. He wrote this book in 1998. But corporations always got handouts. Um, so this whole idea that we shouldn't be asking for handouts is insane. The Fed just gave in the last stimulus package where we all got the $1,200 checks or the little $600 a week. Unemployment. Um, I think a trillion was spent on us and four trillion was spent on corporations. It wasn't even a trillion spent on us. It, I think the $1,200 checks were like somewhere around $450 billion. And I'm not sure how much the unemployment was. But let's just say it was another $450 billion. So <clears throat> there you have. $900 billion. But the banks got a credit line of like $3 trillion and actually $1 trillion. 
So, we all get handouts. There's handouts all the time. <clears throat> so stop with the black people need to stop asking for handouts. We need more handouts. Because we work very hard. We're getting ground down. And in 2020, it's being made obvious that we have, what's going on with black people is systemic. It's a systemic attack on our minds, a systemic attack on our bodies. And we have the studies, we have the books to prove it. Even white people are saying, yes, okay, they are being attacked. <clears throat> no doubt about it. <clears throat> the question is now what we're going to do to survive. So this book is um, it's good because you can go through it. You can see there's some stuff that doesn't really work. There's some stuff that does work. And when I share thoughts, it's not going to be that I always agree with people. So far, I've done Du Bois. There were some things Du Bois did. I'm not so sure that I agree with. I didn't agree at one time, but I still liked him. Um, I dealt with Socrates. I dealt with... So, you know, you're dealing with... I'm going to be dealing with people and dealing with thoughts and ideas. And I admire these people, but it doesn't mean I always agree with 100% of what they say. And remember, we're not each other's gods. And I think another thing we have to do is stop looking up to the people so much. Look at their work, what they said, what they did, and admire them for the work. So I admire Sam Chekwa for this work. It's a little book. It's nice. It has some things we could use. It has some things that, eh, that's not really true. But you take what's real and you move on. That's how we're going to make it. That's how we're going to survive. Um, then that's how you study. And that's how you become scholarly. So, um, again, I thank you for sharing this time with me. Share your thoughts. I hope that um, these thoughts have been beneficial to you. As beneficial to you to have as it has been for me to share. And I thank you again for your time. Remember, if you want to support this podcast, you can donate directly. Or you can sponsor it. And um, I want to say again, too, thank you to Anchor, the most democratic podcasting platform in existence. And I want you to take care of yourself, take care of yourself, take care of yourself and be safe, be safe, be safe. Until next time.